Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're tuning in. You are listening to the official SQL Audio Experience, a podcast dedicated to making you a better marketer. I'm your host, Brandon Mize, and I'm here with my co-host, Matt Voss. And today we're going to be talking about getting started with video marketing. You know, every time you do this opener... (laughs) You know what runs through my head? Got to be the Truman Show. It is the Truman yeah, Show. Yeah, I know. Exactly. That's kind of where I stole it from. Hey, it's good, after, good morning. I thought it good was afternoon. quirky enough to be just mm-hmm. a great intro in here. So yeah. I ran with it, man. All right. Yeah. Well, just call you Jim Carrey then for today. Just, yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice Truman Shows. I just did a wave there, the Truman Show wave. If you were watching on YouTube, you would have <laughs> caught that. Well, what are we talking about today? We're talking about getting started with video. So whether it's on social media, whether it's on websites, you know, everybody is trending to video mm-hmm. for good reason. So, you know, a lot of the platforms are treating it a little bit better than photography, treating it better than written blog content. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because people watch it more. They have an appetite to watch it and they will tend to actually stick around and finish a video more likely than they would to read a web page. True. With the scrolling yeah. and the clicking. So it's the development of society. So, We're yeah, becoming what, more readers, not readers, watchers. Yeah, we're, we're all just kind of just brainwashed. We're just kind of like glued, <laughs> the drool hanging out the side of our mouths. Any video, I, I probably watch easily 50 videos a day, if I'm being honest. Sure. YouTube, that's me. You know, when the kid goes down at night, I'm no longer, you know, watching TV. I'm just kind of scrolling YouTube, mm-hmm. either learning some stuff, watching some entertaining stuff, you know, or helping me, you know, decide on buying products. So it's a pretty big force in my life. But Well, it's it's... It's interesting, though, as the as the market has evolved uh, and things have become so much easier to produce, um, it's great for consumers because there is so much to consume in basically any and every uh, interest that you could possibly have. Guaranteed, there is video content. Um, the more niche that you get, obviously, the smaller the, the pool is, but that's where you as a business can be benefiting from what we're going to talk about today. So video as a whole has such an impact on our world around us. The simplicity of what it is in the modern world is there are so many tools available for free that businesses can utilize on all kinds of platforms. Um, Well, let's talk about that because you mentioned it's getting easier to produce, right? So let's assume you have a ton of novices listening here, right? Mm-hmm. What do you mean it's easier to produce? I mean, if I'm thinking from a business perspective of how I'm going to market, like maybe I'm creating a marketing video, yeah. maybe it's just a short piece of content. I'm pretty nervous about that, right? I've never produced a video. I don't know how to make it look good, audio quality. So what do you mean by it's it's easier sure. not to produce video? Well, there's a good and a bad element to that um, when, when it comes to thinking about how do you produce something for uh, any sort of a, a customer experience? Um, the good is your customers are hungry. They want a video. They want to engage with your brand, watch something, leave a comment. That's great. And that is only trending up right yeah, now. COVID, so that's great. COVID has definitely made video consumption, I think it's up like 30-something percent yeah. in the last year and a half. It's just it's, crazy. It's very high. It was already high, but now it's now it's astronomical. So here's the bad side about that. The bad side is about is that video is trending up. And it's bad because as soon as your video, your video has been watched, they're asking, what's next? Yeah. When's my next video coming out? Could and be so becoming old news. The, the good part is kind of also in the same way a bad part. But 
Um, I've said this so many times to so many different folks before. Um, you know, it's about telling a story, telling your experience, and it doesn't have to be uh, uh, based on the fact that you don't have a video camera, you don't have all the right toys and tools to be able to do that because there's so much available now. And I'll, I'll say that it's easy because the, the resources are the thing that have oftentimes have been out of reach. So you take in the, the, the 90s into the, into the 2000s, you had to have a powerful enough computer to be able to edit video. You had to have a, com- a camera that could shoot a decent quality that could then be imported. You had to have video editing software. And all of that all cost money. It all required time. Mm-hmm. And it was just so uh, uh, such a barrier to entry for anyone that they had to hire an agency and really back then it was just like okay i'm going to put a commercial on tv because that was really all there was now we have the the introduction of so many tools and platforms that are free and we have so many platforms that can be utilized to share content that are also free now how you get it out there in front of more people that's still paid and all that all right. the advertising side of things but when it comes to shooting a video um, there are so many resources and I can put in our podcast website page, I can put some, some links to a few different, uh, non-sponsored, none of these will be uh, sponsored, but I can give you some links to some free tools to either cut your video or whatever, but let's keep it simple for the sake of this discussion of the podcast. Well, first let me do my plug. Okay. Visit what? sequelmv.com for that full list. Go to our podcast <laughs> and check it out. Full list. Now, a disclaimer on that list is that the uh, user intuitiveness of each one of these features, uh, whether it's it's a, a video editing platform, they will all be free, which is great, but they might not be user intuitive. So all that does is it, at the very least eliminate your excuse that you can't do it because, yes, you can do it because there are resources out there that are free. Uh, also on the fact of saying that there's an excuse, you can't just say, I don't have a camera. Do you have a cell phone that's been made in the past five to 10 years? There's probably a camera on that. (laughs) And the thing I always say is that the best camera, the best video camera or still camera that you have is the one that's with you when you need to shoot something. So Matt, let me ask you then, you say something like that. It seems a little bold to me. And if I'm a, you know, a business owner, I may Mm -hmm. be like, Okay, come on. You, you tell me I can just pull out my iPhone and make a video that's good enough to put out to represent my brand and business? I mean, is it that simple? Well, it depends upon your goals, obviously. But yes, it really is that simple. Uh, you think about the business objectives is really engaging with your customer. Is the you know you strip away all the excess that's really what it's about is wanting to get your customer to engage with you and you with them and that is done by simply creating content uh the quality and the level yes that's that's a something you have to keep in mind when you're saying how do i develop this as a as a platform of communication to my customer if that's something that is really critical then sure it may be maybe something that comes into play but what we're talking about today for marketing as a whole, engaging with your customers in a thoughtful way is not going to be bad regardless of the quality. You know, when you're thinking more about the experience and the story that they're engaging with, that's going to help build a rapport with that customer more so than it would hurt it regardless as to that level of quality. Yes, 
quality comes into play. Don't don't forget that. <laughs> that's not. I'm not saying that that's not important. It absolutely is important when it's needed. And you're saying when when we say quality, then you know just to define that for our audience, are you talking about the finished product, meaning like the end result edit, like the finished video quality, or are you talking about you know what the resolution looks like when you say quality no i'm i'm taking about the 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 quality as the production value of what is being seen so and i can give you a specific example let's take a super bowl car commercial any any brand you want that looks and feels a certain way visually you know they're the angles of what's happening on the screen but then there's there's uh, the other end of the spectrum. I've seen YouTube videos and TikToks and and Instagram of car dealerships slapping their hands on a used the hood of a used car <laughs> and having fun with it. Right. And you know we're not gonna sell you something. You know they're they're just they're just really having fun with the fact of who they are and they're engaging with the customer in a in a in a way that's true to them. Both of those ads bring such great value to engaging with the customer Mm -hmm. that you can't say that one is not better than the other when, yes, they look and feel completely different. Right, right. So so just to set the perspective there, how much does one of those Super Bowl commercials usually cost to produce? Well, just to create the ad itself, we're not going to get into the realm of paying for the time like slot. Like celebrity and all that yeah, kind of stuff, too. Just to, just to pay to create that video that it, that it just lives on the computer and is not, you know, is not on YouTube or not on the TV. To pay for a spot, those, those spots run in the millions. So there's going wow. to be, wow. be at least six to seven figures involved in a, a commercial that's like that because of all of the time, the process that goes into the branding, the story, the experience, the objectives, um, and then it's tied to seasonal, like cyclical season, yep. like all that kind of aspect because for a Super Bowl ad, it has a very specific goal, get in front of as many eyes as we can with the shiniest, glossiest whatever yep. um, that you can. So on the on the other end of that spectrum then, your, your car dealer mm-hmm. example, yep. I mean, are we talking about somebody who's semi good with an iPhone making that yeah, pretty I mean, much. And, yeah. There's, there's no cost. That's zero budget. That's zero budget. The zero guy works budget. there in the marketing department mm-hmm. on site. He gets out there with a the phone. So the audio's good straight through the, the phone. I mean, what are you thinking here? I mean, I mean, there, there's definitely things that you could, you could say to add to any level of experience, uh, when you're, when you're trying to produce something, but, but should they be worried that it's not good enough if they, if they just shot straight from the phone? To get an audience and a customer engaged with your video, no. You really you, you, you need to be thinking more about what's being crafted in front of the camera more so than what the camera you're holding is and is there a microphone connected to it. It's really mostly about the story. Yeah. It's how am I going to feel when I watch this? And, and there's a level of audience forgiveness uh, when it comes to um, you know being willing to to overlook things. You think about the news, the news will yep. use any piece of content as, <laughs> right. as blurry or as audio is garbled, you know, they'll, they'll get it out there. But when you're thinking about for yourself as a brand, sure. Control some elements that you can, if it's a bright sunny day, don't obviously shoot into the sun. You'll, you'll, 
you know, look silhouetted and, and don't shoot on a windy day outside. Take it inside. There's certain things that are simple that are some hard uh, rules to follow that, that are, again, they're no cost. They're just things to think about when you're starting to produce. So getting outside of the realm of composition of, you know, how to shoot up, you know, how to set up and shoot the best shot and, you know, how to get the lighting, the exposure, outside of all of that, getting back to that storytelling element, I think that would give the most benefit to our listeners here, which is how do they create a story mm-hmm. around their brand or product? So I don't know if you if you need to make up an example here, but what is it that they can do to start that process to say, here's a clear beginning, middle, and mm-hmm. end? How do they map that out? How do they design that? Well, sure. There, there's a pretty simple uh, way to think about it, and um, I'll use use the reference that we're let's say we're thinking of something that's for short form which would be like for facebook or instagram something that's pretty short for your brand the before you even get into the aspect of what is it that we're going to create um you know there's going to be some sort of a need there so it's based off of well are we making it off of a product we're making it off of a service are we wanting to talk about our culture as a brand you know so you have to just have to pick which slant you're wanting to go after. And then all you have to do when you're thinking about what you're wanting to create is the story, which is what is the hook? What is the thing that is going to get someone to engage or stop scrolling so that it lives on my screen long enough? So what's that hook? What is that element? Is it, uh, is it something funny? Is it something dramatic? Is it something, uh, you know, graphic is it? Is it? Uh, you know, Are there shocking? areas people should stay away from? Because I know, like for me, scrolling, I tend to lean into the dramatic thing. So if I see something black and white or something, you mm-hmm. know, just lit, super interesting, I'll stop and see what that is, even if it's totally left field for me. Sure. But I mean, I've also seen really bad comedy ads, yeah. and I've <laughs> I've seen really bad, just kind of traditional attempts at a spot. So, I mean, are there certain things businesses should avoid when picking um, a story element? It, it, it really is mostly the answer is going to be no. There's nothing you have to avoid. What you want to avoid is something that would essentially damage your brand. Okay. So um, when you think about who you are as a company, as a business, if like a graphic fight scene with, knives and blood and all that like if that's not who you are then don't be thinking about a a fight scene you know you're let's say your business is that i'm just well, curious the, the fight scene business well <laughs> so i mean let's be? let's say you're you <laughs> have to just be ufc i mean well no it could be it could be your local taekwondo shop down the okay, road you know it, it you don't have to be you know learn self-defense and so that you can protect yourself against like a burglary or robbery. You don't have to go down that route. Right. The fear angle. Don't go down that route. Yeah. So keep in mind of who you are as a business An office. Think of, uh, think of Dunder Mifflin selling paper. They're not going to, a fight scene makes no sense for them as as they're, but the Taekwondo people might in the sense of make sure you do it in a tasteful way that doesn't, doesn't turn customers off. So think about who you are as a brand and find out what that hook is to be able to be that element. And then now I'm just thinking honestly of Dwight from <laughs> from the office doing a taekwondo commercial trying to sell paper. That's all that's running through my head right well, now. Yeah, I mean he and was I a mean, black belt in that show, <laughs> so I mean that that marriage there. I don't know. His sensei looked a little suspect. True. Uh so were the other uh the other the other students in that dojo, but 
Um, the the storytelling aspect of when you're creating content for whatever the platform, whatever your business is, always going to be bent bent around the ethos of what is the message of who you are, what you're trying to do. And when you think about the specific content that you're wanting to create, it's centered around some sort of a hook. What is that thing that will get people to stop and watch your content uh, and and actually be interested in it enough to stop and stay through the whole thing or comment and engage? But then that leads me to the last part of that aspect of when you're thinking of creating content is the what do you want people to do when they're when the video is done? Mm-hmm. Um, when it's done and it's on Instagram, most of the time people are just going to flip. But that video is in their brain. It won't go away. It it's you know you. I, I think of people's like, where can I get my one minute back that I just wasted on this video? It's <laughs> like you you even if that's your impression, yep. it's an impression. You're right. It, it will always live with with the viewer of that. But that's that's a negative which you don't want to have happen. But once they've passed your video, it's what's the takeaway? What is it that you're hoping and expecting that that viewer is going to do after they've seen that video? Is it that you want them to um, think about your boiled peanuts the next time that they're at Walmart and they need peanuts? You know, you want them to think of your brand more so than another. Is it just top of mind? Right. Um, is it that you want them to go and literally go to a website afterwards? And then there's like, you know, call to action type uh, indicators that you can have in the video that then are then tied to your your account that yeah, have more links, direct all that response stuff. yeah yeah but but the goal is you know still is what do you want people to do when they're done seeing your content obviously in this day and age they're going to be hungry for more so it's like the what more content can i get from this mm-hmm. but what you want them to do ultimately you want a customer out of it but um what you want them to do is remember your brand and engage with you as a as a business so yeah that's that that's a great point i think you know there's a lot of tactics related with video and i think that's why not only is the consumption such a a proponent of that but there's a lot of um, desire to create Mm -hmm. different action points like you were just mentioning after the view right so sometimes it's a catchy video that just gets you invited over into a youtube channel or Mm -hmm. a, a social like an instagram account and the whole thing is just to entertain you so that you'll follow them. So exactly. that then you have an opportunity later to message about your brand, product, or service. Mm-hmm. And then there's the direct response thing, which is na- you know a limited time offer that you need someone to jump mm-hmm. over to the website, claim something now. I mean, there's so many variations of that you can make. But I think ultimately what I hear you boiling it down to is stay authentic, mm-hmm. stay on message with a goal, mm-hmm. hopefully in mind, of what you want the audience to do yep. after watching. And don't be intimidated by using, let's call it lower quality devices. Correct. Yep. Right. And uh, I guess if you if you're using an iPhone, you could technically shoot it on the iPhone and use mm-hmm. iMovie to cut it. And there are be so ready many resources. The the I, I'm I'm oftentimes marvelled at what Instagram itself has inside of it. The the editing abilities. Uh, if I would have had those tools available back when I was in elementary and high school, like those those. Just think of like I mean, those are the kids that are out there now. It's like, what will they be doing when, uh, when they're professionals in in mid career for them? It's just it's mind boggling for me. But don't be afraid to use the tool that you have. If if a, if a phone, a smartphone is all you have, then that's great. Uh, use it to craft something clever, something creative. Uh, there are editing platforms. Again, Instagram. 
can edit video, mm-hmm. can apply filters, you can apply audio, special music, you can put text and stickers and all that kind of stuff and make something very unique that I guarantee you a customer is going to be engaged in. So bringing it back full circle for businesses then, would you recommend a certain amount of time or a certain amount of videos? I'm trying to think of an investment from a, a, a mm-hmm. business standpoint of here's how much time I'll allocate to producing the videos, right? And then how many do I really need to be, let's just say, relevant? With my audience, I would I, I actually would come back to it as a more of a business uh, expectation for myself. I think of if I were in your shoes as running a business and you're wanting to create video content, really the thing you have to ask yourself is how much time do I want to devote to this, and then that's really your uh, your pool of resource that you have available to it. So if you say I want to do no more than one hour a week on creating video. Great. You now know what your answer is to that question. I think that's more important than thinking about because consumers will always consume your content. They'll right. always do that, you know, and, and that's that's valuable. Can produce as much as as much as you can and get them to engage as as often as possible. But if you if you're just starting out, just ask yourself how much time do I want to devote to to creating this? And then just think of something that is is feasible within that time frame. And I think that's more important to remember. So if I had an hour, going with your your example there, if I had an hour that I wanted to devote, would you suggest then creating a lot of short form pieces of content? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is I, there a threshold? Like, is there a minimum that we should be producing? There's not going to be a minimum, but it's it's tied back to the idea of engaging with the customer and how long is that that shelf life of the video itself going to live and then how hungry is the customer going to be to to when they're wanting to see something again so don't worry about creating a five minute video that's going to explain the whole process i think it is more valuable to stick on the shorter side and if if you're working with an hour a week sure produce three or four little short videos that are about a minute each and spend some time crafting it and creating it a little bit more so than just shoot it and post it, shoot it and post it. You know, right. Put some thought into what is the, what does the video look like and feel like when they're, when they're watching, what's the, what's the text and the tagging and all that stuff that, that we've mentioned in other podcast episodes. But yes, um, if you aren't listening to our other podcast episodes, here is your alert. Here's your cue. <laughs> <laughs> after this episode and only after this episode, you can exit and go watch some of our other ones. Listen to our other ones where we mm-hmm. break down some of these other tactics. Yeah, but the, the the takeaway from today's episode, I think, is literally just just keeping in mind that there is no minimum threshold of content that has to be in place for you to start creating content. There are tools that are out there that are free that don't cost anything but your time uh, and your brain power to think of something clever and creative. And uh, if you need help, that's what agencies like us are in place for. We can either help craft you some really clever ideas and just send you on your way or agencies like us can help you come up with everything from start to finish and create you that level of I want it to look like this feel like that feel like that and if you're just you don't have the time you're too too small of a business or too too busy um, feel free to utilize resources and and get some help so I think that's great so to summarize then the story is the most important aspect of video always don't be worried about getting started with the equipment you do or don't have right now Mm -hmm. and then the third is focus on maybe entertainment but also short term short form content short form content that has some sort of a purpose and you have to decide what you want that purpose to be but yes those are the main pillars of creating content 
Well, you heard it here first, guys. That is how you get started with video for your business. I hope this helped you. And obviously, we will be stalking all of our listeners to see (laughs) if you have taken this advice. And we will catch you next time on the Sequel Podcast. See you all later. Bye.